marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. Running like this Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. Marking out. Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Markin' Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 569. Make sure that you check out all of our previous episodes, MarkinOut.com. Also, give us a subscribe over at Apple Podcasts and wherever else that you choose to listen to us. Make sure that you're following us on Twitter at MarkinOut. Following us on Instagram at MarkinOut11. Slap a like ski over at Facebook. Buy a t-shirt, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkinOut. Make sure you head over to that Manscaped and use this the discount code regardless. But I am Dave the Rave. You can go check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Dave. Id, PT, DPT, but I am alongside here with the man himself, the man, the myth, the legend, the reason that all questions are asked. It is the answer, the fallen angel himself. Go follow him on Instagram and on Twitter at Chris Swindog. That is right. It is Chris. Hey, Chris, how are you? I'm done. Sorry, guys. I can't do this anymore. See you later. Best of luck. There you go. He is not awesome as always, but someone that is potentially that, depending on how he answers. At BTTG161, go follow him. Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always. And yourself? Doing uh, doing great. Doing great. How are Chris, it's been a bit. Yeah, I invited myself this week. I was like, hey, I'm coming on the show. Listen, I have other podcasts out there. FFC asked me, hey, let's have you on the show. Yeah, sure, no problem. I have to ask myself to come on Mark and Athens. It's hey. a big open door policy yeah, here. The the forbidden door is non-existent uh, when it is your podcast as well. But how was your week, Chris? Um, It was a week, you know? Happy Merry Christmas. Happy Festivus. Oh, you, you, yeah. We did Festivus last week. Um, yeah, Christmas was Christmas. You know, unfortunately, we're still going through uh, a global pandemic and new variants, and not the variants I want to hear about, are in the world. So my Christmas plans were canceled because of that. Um, but we made the best of it. We hung out. I made incredible, incredible filet mignons for dinner. Um, and that's it. Kids, uh, kids enjoyed themselves, and hey, that's we, that's uh, all that matters at the end of the day. If... Staying away from everybody. <laughs> did uh, did Santa Claus enjoy his milk and cookies? Oh, he did, and I enjoyed uh, staring at them while I drank my Manhattan. <laughs> Posted art- artistic picture on uh, Instagram. By the way, my Instagram is at cmsweeney85. That there is by the, the the very first time that has been mentioned on this show. I know. We're never sure. On, we're never so... sure if you want us to plug that, but <laughs> well, Dave asked me. He's like. I, 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 Dave asked me one time, I was like, yeah, sure, plug me, plug away. Yes, yeah, go, go for Might it. Well say it WTW Instagram. legend, fallen angel. <laughs> Instagram.com. I'm staring at my custom action figure right now. And Brandon, how about your week? It's, it was decent. My Nana came over for Christmas Day. Nice, nice. That's, uh, that's about it. <laughs> Sweet. Well, my Christmas involved, uh, 
the routine of Chinese food and oh, I did that on Christmas Eve. There you go. Yep, I did. I did Chinese food on Christmas Eve and then returned for more Chinese food on Christmas Day. Did you go to different places or did you like same place? Actually, same place. Come on, that it's like you can't go to the bar, you know, at the same bar two nights in a row. No, no. You. By the way, shout out to uh, us getting mentioned on. Uh, MC True Long Island Story again this week for uh, the Are You Serious Bro Tweet of the Week from episode 46. <laughs> yeah, dude, we'll make records everywhere. Yeah, why make not? Make records everywhere. Why Come not? On. But, yes, Chinese food in North America, Happy Group. Okay, that's more Rachel's spot. Yep, I love Happy Group. They are always top-notch over there. You know? You're have to try it. Yeah, right by Pat's Farms. You can't go wrong. But, I, saw, I saw somebody... Uh, talking about the Chinese place that I spoke about last week. Mm-hmm. Flying flag, whatever, oh, big yeah. star reviews. So happy they were putting it over to the T. I was like, this makes no sense. The place sucks, and I'm oh, obviously man. I'm not That's even going to say their name. No, no, don't. Awful. Don't plug them. Yeah. Don't plug them. Don't do it. I won't. I got don't you. Do it. I won't. Don't do it. <laughs> but we got, well, we, for Christmas Eve, we got from the Orient in... Hicksville, Beth Page, I hear great right things. on the board right there. Uh, pineapple chicken fried rice, and they serve it to you in a shoot pineapple. Nice. It's like cut in half and hollowed out. It's it's the best thing ever. My sister was up here, I want to say October. She lives in Virginia, and she's like, I need Chinese food. We're like, we're getting it from here. They're like, it's like she saw her entire life flash before her eyes. <laughs> wow. It was awesome. what, what was this in a pineapple? Chicken fried rice. So the chicken fried rice, and then they do the pineapple in there, and then they serve it in, a, in like a half sliced open pineapple. Huh. That sounds really good. It's incredible. Wow. It's my favorite piece of Chinese food anywhere, ever. Wow. Besides, if you go to, like, Wohop in Chinatown, you ever been there? No. Um, oh, not – I think I have, but not in a very long time. Yeah. The um, Over the summer, before we went to GCW, we went into Manhattan to that Van Gogh exhibit, and Rachel's like, we got to stop at Wohop. So we ended up spending, like, $100 getting stuff from Wohop. And, you know, this is when in the summer, like, things were kind of lax. So people were like to eat on the street in Chinatown. It was wild. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, real good. I, so. I, this isn't a play. Do they have Andre the Giant's picture on the wall there? I have no clue. There's an upstairs and downstairs. And the downstairs is, like, the speakeasy of Chinese food places. Like, they have, like, the legit stuff on there. I remember going to, like, as a kid, going to a Chinese food place in Chinatown. And them having, like, an old school picture of Andre the Giant hanging on the wall. But okay. That could also be a total fib that I made up in my in my mind. You probably did. You know, it is very possible <laughs> that that's all in my mind. But I I've only ever done this... one thing in Chinatown. That's it. it was With Canal the... Street, and we went on an adventure. We went through like walls. I went on an adventure. <laughs> we went through walls, through hidden like door cases and everything in shops for. I guess they were looking for pocketbooks. Yeah. Oh, I remember you told me about this. Yeah, that at one point they're like, okay, follow us, follow us. And we go through like a ton. Another door, and he goes, do you want the red pole or the blue pole? Dude, <laughs> we, they, she starts taking us up like a, a warehouse, up like a million flights of steps. I was like, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> I don't need to be here. I'm not looking to buy any pocketbooks or whatever. So I went <laughs> all the way back down. I don't know what was going on up there. And uh, then we enjoyed the greatest pizza place of uh, Manhattan has to offer is Sabaros. Hey, really? Top notch, <laughs> top notch. When you, you know, when you think about New York style pizza, like the top of the top, 
you, you don't get better than, of course, uh, Sabaros, which is like number one in the universe, I think. You guys shoot serious right no, now? No, no, no. no, no. I, okay, okay, hold good. on. I, no, Sabaro no, no. is is decent <laughs> pizza, but it's not. Obviously, it's not. Like... Yeah. No. <laughs> no. 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 Yeah. Okay. Good. I was just watching uh, before we signed on. I was watching uh, Barstool's pizza review of uh, Rizzo's Pizza from Hollywood Studios, oh, Brandon. Rough. I know. That is a, no. I got seven point one out of that ten. That makes no sense. I did. I'm just my assuming is like I I got into I got into Barstool Sports like really late in the game, like I want to say within the last six months. So I don't know if this guy's just drunk all the time or like he's just the bro of all bros. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, not, I, I'm not a huge like Barstool fan, but whatever. I had I tried their pizza. I, it sucks. Yes, yeah, I had the same. <laughs> yeah, it's it, not good. I don't know. I Red not. Baron all the way. If you want a good frozen pizza. Red Baron. Mwah. Yeah, you know, I, I've, I've watched a few of them. I will admit, I have watched a good amount of, like, the, the pizza reviews, but I cannot stand uh, Dave Portnoy. Uh, Portnoy, I cannot stand him. I think that his his attitude is awful. I think that he is a total tool. Um, I'm not a fan of him, That's personally. From one Dave to another. If Barstool Sports ever wants to uh, work with us, we're open to it. <laughs> Yes, of course. Do you watch? Do you pay? Do you watch any like the wrestling interviews? No. Here and there, I've seen some of them. Ah, oh, dude, they're, they're, I think they're real funny because this guy has just like the the weirdest sense of humor. He had like the best friends and Orange Cassidy on. It was the best worst interview I've ever seen in my life. Because like Orange Cassidy to Justin Carey's like the guy just pulls out a poppet like those poppet toys the kids love. Because hey, watch play with this. <laughs> And then Orange Cassidy starts playing with the thing, and then he goes, "I think Trip would like this." Man. He's like, "Oh yeah, let me see that." <laughs> it was so good. That, Check it that, out. For Wrestling. the record, that's the like the the bubble the rack gimmick. Wall. Yes, those are the right. bubble the bubble rack gimmicks. My kids love it. <laughs> well, very cool. Well, how about we are coming towards the end of. Which is why I invited myself yes, on here. The end of 2021, as we close out and we enter 2022, it is only fitting that we discuss the matches, the best match of the year, the best tag team, the best male wrestler, and the best female wrestler of the year. And also the markout moment of the year. So let's get into the nitty gritty. What do you guys want to talk right, first? Brandon, you you, did, you said you wrote some, you wrote some stuff down from last year's episode, correct? Uh, well, yeah, I figured we would do like match of the year stuff and then the predictions after that. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. So start off. I think we should start off with male wrestler of the year because I've been looking at a lot of polls and I've been reading a lot of things <laughs> and I've been listening to a bunch of things, and the top three is in every single list that I've seen has been the same top three guys. But flip-flopped here, there, and everywhere. So, um, let's start off with Brandon. Brandon, top three wrestlers of the year. Top three. This is going to be hilarious. Well, I can't wait to hear this one. I just have, I have two written down. I could only imagine a third would be Kenny Omega for everyone else. Okay. But it's hard to not say Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, and Roman Reigns. Okay. No, I, I, that's what, okay, Dave, what about yours? Um... I kept on going back and forth with what my personal favorite matchup of the entire year was. I'm talking about I'm talking about male wrestler. Male wrestler? Yeah. Okay. Male wrestler. Yeah. I'm going to go with I'm a big fan of what has been happening with Roman Reigns. Okay. Um, especially with the roster of competitors that he has had matches with and 
he the guy he hasn't been pinned in two years already. Okay. So. Yep. All right. Continue. Um, I say top, top three. three. Top three. I'm gonna go with yeah. Roman Reigns. I'm actually gonna choose Randy Orton up there too. Okay. I think that Randy Orton has had a great year, and in addition to that, for the third one, it is very tough. But I am gonna go with Kenny Omega. Okay, I see my number one being Brian Danielson. I see my number two being Kenny Omega. And I see my number three being Roman Reigns. Now, I see, as I said, I've seen a lot of lists that have these same three guys with Roman Reigns is number one, Daniel Brian Danielson is number three, Kenny Omega is number two, Kenny Omega is number one. But yeah, look at all like the variables that go in here to like your number one list. Brian Danielson, headline WrestleMania, left underneath fine terms, went to AEW, and has been a wrestling machine. We are going back to seeing the Brian Danielson of the Ring of Honor days before the WWE and just seeing how good he is. Putting on quality matches with, you know, Kenny Omega. Putting on, like, like match of the year candidates with Hangman Page. Um, and proving his worth to the professional wrestling landscape. Then you see a guy like Kenny Omega, who is my number two. He's won three championships in three different promotions this year. You know, he was going on to be the quote-unquote belt collector. I think I said it at the end of last year. I saw Kenny Omega going the distance this year with the title. Yeah, you did say mm-hmm. that. Yep. I did say that, and I was pretty close, I think. Because what? when did he lose it in November, I want to say? At Double or Nothing? Close enough, yeah. Yeah, I, I forget. My apologies. Um, but And then also, if it wasn't for injury, he'd probably still have the Triple Omega Championship. And then, you know, the the, the nice run that uh, he I had. Don't, I don't think he would have. I think it would have been Vikingo. I don't think so. Uh, I think I, he would have still probably had it. I think that match was set up 100% for him to take it. Hmm. And that's why okay. I think he won. And you, But, yeah, also, too, you pay attention to Triple A a little bit more than I do. Hmm. Correct? I, yeah. But I, also, I don't – I personally don't know if I would put Kenny Omega on the list. Because are you, why? Why I want to know why. Because what? Like Noam Dar, someone from NXT in the UK, should be a top three wrestler. No, it's right? just I, I like I can't off the top of my head think of another person to put on a list like that without like I guess further thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it does I'm take not, a lot of thought to figure it out. Kenny Omega matches don't do much for me. Okay, I respect that. Okay. You know. It, wrestling is subjective yeah everybody's gonna have their different uh likes and take away from matches some people are gonna ba- pay more attention to the story being told some more towards the moveset that's being taken place more towards what how the fans react so everybody's gonna be coming out of every all these matches with different perspectives so i, I respect that all right uh top three female wrestlers of the year oh all right, so I'll I'll go first. I'm going to go with number one being, I think she had an awesome year. I'm going Bianca Belair. Number two, I'm going to go with Britt Baker. And number three, I, hmm, number three, I believe I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley. I think she really did have an awesome year, especially being okay. in. Okay semi-newer uh, wrestler, I I would go with those three. Brandon? 
I don't know where my who I'm putting my third spot. Maybe Raquel Gonzalez, but I, I agree I, with Dave's list. I I did. You wouldn't put Char- you wouldn't put Charlotte up there. No. Yeah, why? I, I don't want to put Charlotte up there, but I actually I was stuck with Raquel Gonzalez. What about what about Sasha? What about Sasha Banks? What about Becky? Sasha Banks. I was thinking about it, but not Becky. She returned at SummerSlam. I know, but don't you think she's had a huge impact on the WWE since her return? I don't. Or is her return? See, the, the, I mean, the reason why I'm asking this is because I don't watch WWE. Yeah, of course. And I, I and you know, me and Dave have these conversations on the side. You know, it's especially with the vast amount of professional wrestling that's out there you know i pick and choose my battles i watch AEW. i watch the independence you know i'll go back and watch other stuff um but i don't pay attention to wwe um so i just want to know like why because i've like you know i've i've listened to busted open i've listened to podcasts like that and they said like you know becky's a wrestler of the year because of you know her impact of coming back and the pop that she got at SummerSlam and all that i'm gonna say i uh, just to speak on all of that i i don't think that she had she had a great impact, yes, but I don't think that it was so huge and over the top where you're like, oh, Becky's back. I have to tune into Monday Night Raw or SmackDown just to see her match now. I have to see how her storyline progresses. Um, I've never felt that kind of uh, uh, meshing with her since she has been back. Of course, it has been great since she's been back. Very happy for that. But I think that there's better wrestlers out there that have been around the entire year that um, potentially had more of an impact, maybe not in a shorter span, but in a longer span. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Belair and Sasha Banks main event in night one of WrestleMania, okay. which was huge. And yeah. I think, I mean, it's hard to argue against Britt Baker being up there also. Yeah, this is a... This is, I think, Britt Baker, in my opinion, might be, like, my number one. Just because, like, that she kind of, I want to say she kind of transcended wrestling very, like, the the whole wrestling, like, front. Because, you know, we there was all this quote-unquote, you know, Wednesday Night Wars. We had this terrible show on the, pod, on the Market Now Podcast Network um, about it. Um, and you saw once that match happened and the impact that it had, people on both sides were going, holy shit, what, what did we just say? Mm-hmm. You know, she got, like, immediately, gets a t-shirt immediately, number one seller on pro wrestling tees. She has an action figure depicting that epic match. And, you know, there's a lot of people now where it's kind of coming down to it that people are kind of maybe looking forward to seeing Britt Baker again against Thunder Rosa in, you know, what was uh, a, could be on the scale of, like, a match of the year candidate. Yeah, and, and I think that the reaction that she gets is incredible. And her promos have been fun and yeah. entertaining i mean her and and uh reba reba uh rebel, rebel whatever reba whatever <laughs> uh you know all of those promos have been entertaining um yeah i i think that she's been great so and then also too uh i would say sasha banks and i'd say bianca Belair as well okay because again focal points of course you don't see uh you don't see uh anybody else on the uh red carpet spider-man nowhere no way home <laughs> very true very true and like you said you you also pick and choose what you watch so i'm not gonna say that i don't watch impact right so of okay. course if i watch more impact i can probably find a wrestler or even a match that i'm like 
I love that match so much. You can even say, like, even, even like, because maybe because they don't get seen that much. Deanna Perrazzo, unbelievable year. And she's an unbelievable wrestler. Mm-hmm. And, you know, coming up with Hard to Kill, she's probably going to win back the Impact Knockouts title. And she's fantastic. I, I agree you know, with you. I, I'd actually, yeah, I would maybe take off Raquel Gonzalez, replace her with Deanna Perrazzo on that list. Absolutely. There you go. Come on. Let's go. All right. What's, what's up next? So we had female, we had male. What else we got? What, what what what? Let's talk about matches. What matches stood out to you this year? I was going to say tag team. I just have one tag team. Are, what tag team? The Usos. Okay. What about FTR? What about Pentagon and Ray Phoenix? You could say the Bucks, but screw the I, only um, the only AEW team that comes closest to the Usos for me would be Lucha Bros. I, yeah, I think the Lucha Bros. That's my tag team of the year. I don't want to do top three, but I think the Lucha Bros. have really like. You know, going from not being there to being there to being a focal point to putting on an unbelievable match at All Out. You know, unbelievable matches against FTR, doing their thing. Yeah, I, I, I think that I totally agree with you guys. I think, like, you can make arguments for Jurassic Express even. Mm. Um, they, the Young Bucks. Not anymore. Not anymore. But the, and the Young Bucks, I, I'm, I don't know, uh, Chris, about you. I'm personally over Young Bucks. Oh, I've, I've, I've never been a Young Bucks fan. Yeah, I, I mean, it gets repetitive. It gets... And I've said that on the show, and people probably think I'm an outside yeah, Generation Me, we were all on board, right? Yeah, because they had the outstanding <laughs> match against, um, what was it, on that Monday Impact? It yeah. was it Motor City Machine Guns. Motor City guns? Machine Guns. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that for me, I'm going to go with my top number one being the Lucha Bros, and then number two being Usos. And if we go with the third, I'll go with FTR. RK uh, Pro, I think, Bros was a, a great, was a fun team to be like a last minute addition to that list. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, match of the year, I think, is uh, that's that's a difficult list to put together, and it's open for interpretation. I have a bunch from a bunch of different companies. Okay, should I just list them all? Yeah, yeah go just for list it. Them all. Um, I have like six from each company. I think. Go for it. Oh my god! No, put like your top two from each company. Top two, uh, yeah. What you got cooking? Know. It's difficult because, like, I have three, three women matches from AEW. Perfect. Spat them off. Which ones? Well, I have Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa in that lights out match yep. from the St. Patrick's Day Slam. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. That was match of the year. Serena Deeb versus Riho from the buy-in for Double or Nothing. Ah. Okay. Yes. What about the one? Didn't uh, like last week. Was it Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida tore it down? Yes, but I have Britt Baker versus Hikaru Shida from Double or Nothing instead. Okay. And then, okay. obviously, I, I can't not mention Darby Allen versus MJF from Full Gear. What an, And what a fantastic finish to that match, too. Yeah. I thought it was that. Wow, look at Brandon. There you go. Hey, are you, like, turning the boat on AEW? You go to AEW over uh, If they're going to – no, it's not over WWE. He, he, has to lift I, the, he has to lift the gimmick, you know? I know, because that's why it goes, yeah, AEW Dynamite, and more like these other stupid things we talk about. <laughs> Gotta love the gimmick. Um, no, that's Chris. just like the last topic. I go in order of the show. I hear you. Chris, what about you? What, are, what wait, matches? I didn't even get to name oh, other. Sorry, keep on going. Other companies. Like yeah, what for, else you got? For Impact, from BTI that went into an episode of Impact, Josh Alexander versus TJ. The Iron Man match. And the Iron Man match, yeah. I thought that was good. Did you see that Josh Alexander is facing off against Jonathan Gresham in a pure rules match for the Ring of Honor title at uh, Gresham's tor- uh, new in- promotion? I did not see that, but I saw Gresham will be wrestling Chris Sabin. 
Where? Impact. Oh, cool. Bruh. And, oh, and Hard to Kill, right? Yeah. Oh, that's going to be like – that's like one of the like, – I know we're going to look forward to 2022, but like that's one of the first things of the year to, the, to be excited for because it t- looks like it could be an awesome event. Like you have that match added to it. You have this main event, triple threat match. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, but uh, continue, Brandon, on your list. WWE, if I was going to pick three of them, maybe Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair from WrestleMania 37. Okay. Um... Was it Seth and Ed, Seth and uh, Edge? Didn't they have like a series of like for me matches? that for, from from Crown Jewel that I think is my like that's the one the top, Hell in a Cell right yeah. yeah that's my top match of the year is Rollins versus Edge okay but then like I mean even we mentioned it before that WrestleMania main event with Roman Reigns Daniel Bryan and and Edge even Daniel Bryan's last match in WWE before he left was right was against Roman Reigns that was a really good match. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there's a bunch, but I'm, if for if I'm picking one match of the year, it's it's Seth Rollins versus Edge from Crown Jewel. All right. Okay. All in the cell. Nice. I'm staring at my uh, Edge uh, action figure collection right nice. now. Nice. Yeah. Um. All right. For I guess, uh, Chris, what about you? Um. Again, I pick and choose my battles mm-hmm. with what I watch. Um. Matches of the year, AWI's Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa was awesome. MJF, Darby Allen. I'm going to say because we haven't even mentioned him once. CM Punk versus Darby Allen. It more of like a like match of the year, like oh man, this is happening. Okay, type match of the year. CM Punk coming back. Everybody was marking out over it. I especially. Uh, and one match we haven't mentioned yet: Matt Cardona versus Nick Gage from what was that GCW Homecoming yeah. in July you know me and Dave were there the experience that we had um, the outcome and the longevity that Matt has been able to run with this and it's still going so that's definitely one of my matches of the year because it trended over the freaking Olympics <laughs> um, yeah and um, that's it for me, okay. I mean Matt Cardona versus the Big O, FWF Live Two. I thought that was a uh, it was a nice culmination of a Big Ten year feud. Yeah, you could say also Brian Myers versus Tatanka from that was awesome too. Okay, very what, cool match of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Brian on, Myers versus brother. Tatanka is a match of the year. It was feud? a it was a work rate match, brother. <laughs> you should um, tweet that to them. Do it up. Well, I, they might so, really appreciate that. Yeah, I think so. You know. So something that I'm going to go with, I think my favorite match of the year was probably Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros at All Out. Did we watch that in my backyard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, we watched yeah. that at, in your backyard, and I w- I loved it. I thought it was so much fun and entertaining. Um, I'm, a, I'm a spot monkey, you know? I love watching those high spots. Um, Dave does all the spots. Yes, I was a huge fan of all of them. Another match that I loved... Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan WrestleMania. I thought that that match was just so, once again, just so much fun for me to just enjoy. The third match I was having trouble uh, coming up with. I know that there has been so many matches this year that just come to mind where you watch it and you're like, wow, this could definitely be match of the year. Even in the beginning of the year and then just so much takes place where you just forget them. Um, I mean, like Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair at what was it Survivor Series? I think that that was that was a great match. 
Oh, that's the one where they were like not mad at each other, but everyone thought they were like shooting mad at each other in real life because they were talking smack on like interviews and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, I thought that that was an actual that was actually a lot of fun and a great match to 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 watch. I mean, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair at WrestleMania was great. Um, something that we didn't mention: Walter versus Greg, uh, Dragunov. I thought you were going to say Champa, but yeah, Dragunov and Walter too was also yes, a really good I know. Match. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that earlier today. From NXT like, TakeOver like, 36, hey. yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, but I think overall for pro wrestling-wise, 2021 has been such a phenomenal, fun year. Because it's just because we're getting back to like the the new i mean we're going through some stuff right now but we're kind of getting back to what the new normal is going to be like and in and like wrestling can go you know big promotions like AEW impact WWE they can go back to touring and do what they do best well, knock you know, on we're wood getting out of the, not yeah not yeah. knock on wash your hands people yes please wear a mask that video is still yeah. uh and get vaccinated, get boosted. You know, we might lose some followers because of that, but I don't care. No, I, 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 I slip it in there too. I'll, all y'all ruined my Christmas. So, yeah. Um, no, you didn't ruin my Christmas. I had a great day. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, we're getting back to like a new normal. So now, like, you know, one of the biggest storylines you could say out of the last 18 months was quote unquote budget cuts. You know, you're seeing the WWE just letting people go left and right. Even today, we're, we're two hours before we record this, Tony Storm was 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 released, even though apparently she asked for her release, yeah. allegedly. Yeah, that's what we know. That, I feel like that's that's different. Like you know, because then if she asked for her release and they granted it, all right. You know, I feel like in that case, WWE can't win because then you also hear how people ask for their releases and then they don't grant it. And then, and then they tweet about it and say, "I asked for my release." And exactly. Not requesting I, it. You know. you know, I feel like I feel like they just can't do wrong. I they just can't do right at times. You know. No, absolutely not. But a way to say, but budget cuts. That's that's besides the point. But now, again, going back to my rant, you're gonna we're seeing wrestling starting to flourish again. And now, as I said, with all these quote unquote budget cuts, now we're seeing all of these top like polished athletes. Do, like wrestling stars making their way onto the independents and it's making independent wrestling flourish. You know, one guy, but buddy Matthews, buddy Murphy, he's going to be in PWG battle of Los Angeles this year. Is he probably going to have unbelievable matches? Absolutely. freaking lootly. And before everything, PWG was like the microscope of the next big independent guy. You know, let's say he makes a big name, then he goes, let's say it goes an impact, or it's an AEW, or whatever, and now we're going to see all of these guys that have been released starting to th- thrive more than they did in 2021. Yeah, I, I think that this it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be interesting to see what happens also with the take of Ring of Honor not being a thing now. Well, for, I for think right Ring now, of Honor is going to come back. Yeah, it seems like they're... I, they're going to come back. They're going to come back. What I've been reading is allegedly they're going to come back as like they're just going to bring in indie guys. They're not going to have anybody on contract. Okay, you want to come in? We're going to give you a shot here. You want to come in? We're going to bring you a shot here. Yeah, I saw I saw knew. somebody say like Ring of Honor. Actually, no, they said about Impact, saying Impact would benefit saying uh, being more like PWG or whatever, but that could be a direction that Ring of Honor takes. Except yes. for... They they would probably book women. So, oh, Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah, they have all Ring of Honor women's division. I'm saying though, it's like they could take the PW. I don't think route, anybody but... from the old guard is coming back. That's that's the thing. 
because hmm. it seems like you know, like Delirious has been the Booker there forever. He, you know, I he one of the past episodes he just gave his mask cheeseburger. So like, is he going on to like retire from wrestling? Is he going to do some something else? You know, you have your. I mean, the tag titles aren't really. Uh, they're with the Briscoes. Roxy who, got a tryout for WWE. Yeah, so. Roxy got a tryout. So it's like the only person that's really like bringing is, is kind of going to work work to him is Jonathan Gresham. Bringing that Ring of Honor, to, you know, title wherever he goes, and I think he's going to be, in my opinion, I think twenty twenty two, he's going to be one of the biggest independent stars out there. I think that's hard to dispute. You know, I think that. Yeah, and I've been telling Dave, I'm like Dave, I'm like this is going to be, you're going to be such a mark for this guy, because <laughs> as I, as I, and, and like you could agree with me, he is a Brandon, he is a wrestler's yeah. wrestler. I said it when after final battle, Jonathan Gresham deserves all the praise he he gets. Yeah, he's he's that good. He's got his in ring, you know, aspect is awesome. His look is awesome. He comes to the ring and this like octopus gimmick. It's great. What, what I say at the end of last year too, characters in wrestling. Yeah, that's gonna bring you a a bigger persona. Like like look at I I, I hate I don't I don't hate to give him the fluff more, but like look at Matt Cardona and everything that he's doing. The the, the whole GCW run he's had the past six months. He's built this, like, larger-than-life, I'm a superstar, you all suck, you're a bunch of J-Brones, I'm going to dress up like Vince McMahon and, and wrestle a bunch of scrubs. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, you're, exactly, everything that he's been doing has been entertaining in... Indie Wrestler of the Year. Well, I, I was going to yeah. say, we could we could even, like, shift focus to mark-out moment of the year, and that, for me, is part of it. Big uh, yeah. cell phone ring. <laughs> I think Matt Cardona blowing up all over again is a big part of the markout moment of the year. I, I it, me and Dave were there. We looked. I looked at him and Sal. Uh, you know, maybe I've had a, a couple too many PBRs that night. I look at him and I just go, "Are we jumping in the ring after he wins?" <laughs> <laughs> what do you think you would have like gotten your ass kicked or what? I probably would have gotten Big Vin would have probably killed me. Yeah, I, I can't see that ending well. <laughs> but it, you could have ran was, in. Popped a, a cowboy hat on his head. <laughs> <laughs> My bad laugh. <laughs> they should have had that a, a cowboy hat come with their uh, their Super Seven figure. Oh my god! <laughs> that wow. But that uh, other other markout moments of the year for me include Big E winning the WWE Championship. Uh, see again, I am not. I don't follow WWE. Mm-hmm. But I'm a huge fan, and I've said this on the show, I'm a big fan of Big E, I'm a big fan of New Day, and for him to get that, I like, I, I went back and I watched the segment because I was super happy because I'm such a fan of him. Yeah. I was a fan of the five count. I'm a fan of the big ending. You know, I'm a fan that I just started watching Seinfeld, so I finally get, like, his tights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, like, yeah, the other day when it was Festivus, I made Rachel, I'm like, listen, I'm like, we have to watch the Festivus episode, so I understand what everybody's talking about tonight. That's funny. Yeah, no, I I think that that everything with Biggie winning, I mean, and yeah, it was back and forth. But for me, mark out moment. I think everything with Matt Cardona um, was huge, uh, huge marking out for me. Um, all of the returns for pro wrestling, it's like Edge. Yeah, Edge. Yeah, that was two. That was two years ago. Yeah, well, yeah but, but even Edge but won him, like, the Raw Rumble. Yeah, the, the, made it to yeah. the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, like yep. that entire Had a aspect, entrance, that entire aspect yeah. with Edge. Um, the even the return of CM Punk. I cannot, 
understate. I, I totally marked out for that. Did you know it was going to happen? Yes. Uh, was it? Was the? It was. They they said it was the worst kept secret in professional it, wrestling. It totally. It was the worst best kept secret. You, you know, it was out there, but no, everybody. It's the best it. worst kept secret. Huh? <laughs> the best worst kept secret. Yes, yeah, the best worst kept secret. Yes, I, I loved every moment of that. Um, I also got to say, Bad Bunny actually being good, dude. Okay, yep. A lot of people pop pop for that. I have to agree with you because how many times did I bash? I bashed Bad Bunny on the podcast so many times, and I ate my words big time. I give props to Bad Bunny yep. for that. That WrestleMania match. Yeah, absolutely. Predictions? What else? Predictions for this year? Well, I mean, for, wrestling... for 2021, last year, I was I questioned if Edge was going to win the Royal Rumble. Everybody shut it down. No, I thought I said yes. No, everyone shut it down. There's no way. I would have said no, that. No, everyone shut it down. down. <laughs> <laughs> but for who was going to end the, the year as champions for AEW, like you said before, you said... Kenny Omega, Dave said Orange Cassidy. Oh, I so okay. <laughs> I, I very, very jokingly said Sting. Man, boy, were you, what, boy, were you wrong? But I think it might be time for Sting to win the championship. <laughs> no, nah, man, everything that he's doing with Darby Allen, I think is great. Last week, uh, you know, with CM Punk dressing up like Stan. <laughs> Stan CM Punk better. dressing up like Axe. <laughs> I thought it was all, as and as I said, they're using Sting to what they can use. Like he's getting the pops, doing the dives off the top. Oh yeah, rope. you have to you know Sting. You have to give so much credit for Sting with considering his age and how how long he's been doing this for his the what his body has been through and what Dude, is he currently broke his neck. Yeah, and probably like what his body is currently going through after every match, what he feels backstage. I think Edge uh, Sting deserves all of the credit for what's happening right now. All right, who'd you say for WWE? For uh, Universal Champion, you and I both said Roman Reigns. Okay, so we're right. Dave said Kevin Owens. Okay. Oh, a big topic of conversation over the past couple of weeks. Kevin Owens, he could be the uh, WWE Champion next week, right? Yeah. yeah. This weekend? This weekend, yeah. Oh, my Peacock subscription ends like couple weeks i might might have to watch it as for wwe champion um you chris said the fiend (laughs) boy was i wrong that was a little off (laughs) david said well we didn't know that you know what another huge storyline of going along with the budget cuts of 2021 was them releasing huge stars like braun Strowman, like the fiend yeah you know, you didn't expect those things from no, him, but what, you know, it happened. And, and that's going to be an, a fun thing to pay attention to in 2022. Where does The Fiend end up and when? I don't know. TK is saying he's got some uh, more uh, surprise up his sleeve for tonight. So we got to wrap this oh, up yeah. so we can, I can uh, watch yes, live, brother. Yes. Dave also said The Fiend. I think, Boy, was I wrong too then. I think <laughs> I was the closest and maybe should get credit for saying The Miz. Because no, after, dude, after, as champion. after years of not being WWE champion, The Miz somehow got the Money in the Bank contract, cashed oh, yeah, in, that's right. and won the WWE championship in February. Lost it, obviously, like the week after or whatever, to uh, Bobby Lashley, and then started Big E's run in uh, 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 maybe like four months after that. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Six months. What else we got? So, um, well, who do we see ending 2022 as AEW champion? I'm going Brian Danielson. (sighs) I'm going MJF. Oh, he beat me to it. It's time to pull the trigger on him. I agree with Chris. I'm going MJF. AEW Women's Champion. I think uh, I don't necessarily see it happening, but I, I think it's it's hard to not say Britt Baker. It is hard because it's like you got to see who else is coming. You could say Taya Valkyrie could be coming to AEW, which would be a huge, huge pickup. I even said that on the show. I think she's. I don't under, like. I don't understand. It blows my mind that they released her. Blows my mind. She is the complete package. Yeah, and, and she's gone from that company. And I, I mean, personally, I've never uh, have seen many matches of hers. From what I've have seen, it's never really drew me in. So, but I know you've seen a different side of her than what I've seen. Yeah, yeah, and Brandon too. You've seen all the lucha stuff that I've she's seen done. her wrestle live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, so good. Yeah. Um, for me, it's tough not to say Britt Baker. Um, just to be different. Really just to be different. I'm going to go with Thunder Rosa. First of okay. all, I gotta I say could... you uh, your little reminded me of the song Blue, Daba D. I just listened to that today. <laughs> That's weird. That's really weird. No, my 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 kids listen to like five songs. They listen to Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. Nice. They listen to Blue. They listen to Thunder by Imagine Dragons. Believer by Imagine Dragons. Um. And that's it, I think. So I had to listen to that song today while I was pillow fighting with my kids. <laughs> as as far as Thunder Rosa goes, she is definitely at the top of my list for that as well. But I can't make that call just yet without knowing the the TBS title tournament. It's gonna be Jade Cargill. Could be. I I, I hope not. I personally wanted to, I want the TBS championship to beat Jade Cargill. You want to know why? See more smart Mark Sterling on my television set. There you go. There you go. Who you, who do you think will be the AEW? Winner? I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be Britt Baker. There's no one else like in AEW. Like I would I love to see Chris Statlander get like that, again another oh. great ma- female match of the year. Chris Statlander versus uh. Britt Baker I I from- yes I you see that's one of the matches that um. That I mentioned. You watch so much wrestling through a year. Things are gonna exactly you. yes. No, now that you bring it up, I remember when me and you were watching that. That match was just it, I I loved every moment of that match. She, Chris Statlander is awesome. Yes, fantastic. And I remember you're like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't see. I don't know about Chris Statlander. Yeah. And I made you a believer. Yes, man. I I. I'm very hesitant. That's one of the figures I'm looking forward to getting next year. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm always very hesitant to get behind a lot of wrestlers. I need to see more. I want to see more. Um, you know, so, but. If you if they were trained to create a pro, you know they're going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see, you see, Brandon? That's where, <laughs> that's where you should have went. You should have went to Brian instead of Rocky. Okay. <laughs> Universal champion. Again, hard to, to not say Roman Reigns. Yeah, but do we no, see him being three years in a row? Braun Breaker is going to be the <laughs> universal champion. I never say never. Actually, I am. I'm going to go with Roman Reigns. I think that. I think that that would be monumental for him to continue this. And let's. The thing is, 
it's not lacking any entertainment, which is very cool. Like with Drew McIntyre, unfortunately, he had his championship reign during such a difficult time. He held his own, but it got stale after a while. Uh, Roman Reigns, I've been entertained from the start with this, with everything, with the involvement of Paul Heyman, and now with Brock Lesnar, with the Usos. Everything that he's doing is so much fun. So I'm going. I'm going to agree with you, Roman Reigns. I still have super high hopes that with uh, Paul Heyman being fired from the Tribal Chiefs Council, that we don't necessarily see Paul Heyman go back to Brock Lesnar, and we see the addition of former Paul Heyman guy Cesaro. I said it last week. I hope he gets inserted into that feud. And wasn't he already inserted at some point this year? Um, yeah, he did as a Paul Heyman guy. But he was like insert like yeah yeah so, no like, you're, you're right he did he faced him as he a faced Paul Heyman guy could be taken to the main event of it could WrestleMania but yeah I mean Cesaro did face Reigns at Backlash uh, and they put on a really good right. match too yeah but uh, WWE champion we all picked Universal champion or what Chris yeah, you picked. Reigns. Yeah, I'm Reigns. Uh, WWE man. champion. I'm gonna go out on a ledge here and say Kevin Owens. I'm gonna say Seth because I because I'm just guessing because I don't pay attention to the product, brother. <laughs> um, WWE champion. Dang. Um, I'm going to go with. I'll go with. Says. I don't know. I don't know. I'll Say, go with Randy Say Orton. <laughs> I'll go Randy with Randy Orton. Yeah. No. <laughs> I went from Cesaro to Randy. <laughs> well, the uh, the Raw Women's Championship, SmackDown Women's Championship. I'm saying maybe Raquel Gonzalez and Naomi. Hmm. Becky and Charlotte Flair. Uh, for which this what this is just for. Both the raw. Yeah, I don't know. I don't pay attention. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna go with uh, Charlotte. I feel like it's just. I don't know. I feel like it's champions. Yeah, she's gonna have both of them. (laughs) Yeah, she's gonna get both. No, I'll go. Okay, so then I'll go with uh, Bel Air. For Raw. Yeah, whichever. (laughs) Charlotte is on uh, SmackDown. SmackDown. Yeah, Yeah, so Flair. Uh, And then the Royal Rumble winners, Chris. You gonna watch Royal Rumble or not really? Nope, because I'm not going to have Peacock. You get a uh, free trial. Uh, They already have bolts of my emails. (laughs) Very simple to get a third email address, brother. (laughs) It's fine. I'm good. Uh, You can just watch everything on your phone. Five minutes after uh, it happens. Yeah. And I'll probably get a text message from Dave in our group message with me, him, and Sal. Like, oh, my God, did you see that? I'll be like, no, Dave, I'm not watching. Do you want me to spoil it? (laughs) Yeah, sure, spoil it. I'm going to say Kevin Owens, maybe Bailey. Bailey, they say Bailey for the Royal Rumble. I think she should come back soon. Yeah, yeah, I miss her. Um, I'm going to go with Brock Lesnar, and I'll go with Bailey. You think Brock Lesnar is going to win the Royal Rumble, dude? Hulk Hogan's winning it. Yeah, brother. Lesnar's like, going to win. What everything. kind of pick is Brock Lesnar? He's going to win everything. If it's actually Brock, that'd be hilarious. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, those are the uh, 2022 predictions. Uh, Chris is going to get going for right now, and Dave and I are going to move on to WWE. I'll invite myself back soon, folks. Don't worry. Yes. Yeah. Please do. 
So, uh, yeah, Dave, let's, uh, let's talk about some WWE. Yes, let's talk about some WWE and some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Which opens up with RK Bro. For me, this segment was big time lacking. Why? I don't know. I just wasn't feeling that RK Bro segment over there. But Alpha Academy cut it off. And Chad Gable told Randy Orton that there's nobody more dangerous than Otis. Which I thought was a really good heel promo from Chad Gable. He even brought yeah, back I... the, the whole shoosh, which I popped for. Uh-huh. And they want the titles. I I liked the second part of that after Alpha Academy came out. I'm a fan of Alpha Academy being up there, especially when in the likes of someone such as Randy Orton. Um, it, it's just nice to see Alpha Academy being in matches in, in a storyline with Randy Orton because Randy Orton is a legend. Yeah. You know, he, he is... I feel like Randy Orton... I feel like him as a professional wrestler has transitioned so incredibly um, amazing, you know, compared to where he started to where he is now. And to see him against uh, Gable or or um, just Alpha Academy in general, it's just so much fun. Well, I thought they were going to maybe pick up some matches on Monday Night Raw, but Matt Riddle picked up the victory over Chad Gable, which I thought was a great match. I wish it was longer. Right. It was like five minutes. That's like the most they seem to be able to give Chad Gable. You know, I was okay with Riddle and Gable being like around five minutes. There's just, other people I would rather see Gable go ten minutes with. Them. I don't know, but I think they have a fun match. They both come from uh, yeah. somewhat similar backgrounds. MMA. Yeah, yeah, the grappling background. So um, I wish we'd see the- more of that. Yeah, and then following up with this, it ended up going directly into pretty much Randy Orton versus Otis, where Randy Orton picked up the victory over Otis. Yeah, prior to that, Otis attacked Matt Riddle, and then Randy Orton got into the ring, and uh, the actual match, Otis controlled the start of it, which I thought was very surprising. Yeah, and what was your take with... Do you like Riddle and Orton both, both of them picking up victories over Gable and Otis. Do you like when a tag team, if you split it up like that, where the tag team picks up the unanimous victory? I don't mind it, but like I said before, with with uh, when I was speaking about the opening, I was hoping that they would pick up victories here. And yeah, it was, it, it was I mean, weird because would... Orton had a short comeback, and then Otis took control again. But the main story here was that o- that. Randy Orton couldn't RKO Otis. And on like his fourth attempt, he was able to hit the RKO. Yeah, but it kind of like puts a a pretty much conclusion to Alpha Academy versus RK Bro. Yeah, I thought we would have been able to extend that feud. So, I don't know. I totally agree with you. That's the one downer about all of this, but of the two uh, matches, I think Riddle versus Gable was, was really fun. Like even like that moonsault into, uh, the, the triangle that Riddle tried to lock in and then Gable, mm -hmm. like a really nice smooth sequence where Gable locked him in the ankle lock. And it's funny. I, I was actually on the opposite spectrum. I liked Randy Orton versus Otis more. 
Well, after the match, Matt Riddle gave Randy Orton a present, which turned out to be a hug, and they did not zoom in and out like the the best friends. What do you think would have happened to the WWE, well, to oh the internet universe if that took place, if they zoomed out? There was a hug last week, and uh, there was no zooming out either, so they would have definitely lost it. They would have been like, they would have burned down the internet. Mm-hmm. After that, though, we saw Reggie and Dana Brooke pick up the victory over R-Truth and Tamina. This uh, It was a rather quick match, but I liked how hard R-Truth was trying to be a team with Tamina. Like, even mm-hmm. during their entrance, he tried to, like, get her to do stuff, and she was just, like, not having any of it. And I thought it was, yeah, it no, was I... funny. Yeah, yeah. Tamina is like just like eyes on the prize. She just wants Dana Brooke and to get that championship. And it was as if like our truth and everything was just a a nuisance to her. Yeah, our truth even convinced her to let him go first. And uh, after the match, Tamina tries to deck our truth, but he ducked it. She goes (laughs) after Reggie. He ducks it, and Dana hits her with an elbow before leaving. Yeah. After that, and Nikki was... A.S.H. challenged Queen Zelina Vega and Carmella for the Women's Tag Team Championships on behalf of herself and Rhea Ripley. That match will be taking place next week on Monday Night Raw, I think. Maybe. Uh, that, I'm not too sure. I don't not necessarily... Too sure. I mean, that's hopefully going to lead to the breakdown of Nikki cross and bring back like that psychotic character um i don't know i feel like i <sighs> nikki I, cross in general is in like a limbo which the, the women's tag team the women's division is in limbo oh uh, yeah i yeah i agree with that it's definitely in a in a limbo like they have the best division but they don't do anything with it yeah 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 so hopefully the tag team championships do something next year. Yeah. After that, the Street I... Profits picked up the victory over the Mysterios to win the RK Bronament and become the number one contenders for the Raw Tag Team Championships. It was a fun this... match. Yeah, this was a fun match. And I have to say that I really am disappointed. I mean, I'm I'm replacing FTR with uh Street Profits from our uh, discussion about the top tag teams of the years. We didn't even bring up Street Profits. Or at least I know I didn't. Right, yeah, we didn't. Uh, yeah, and Street Profits, and that's that goes into one of the difficulties of when you have so much thoughts going on in your mind. You just, like we mentioned, some things are just going to slip. And Street Profits, they have been a dominant tag team Um for the throughout the entire year, so I would definitely put Street Profits up there in my top three. I don't know if you would agree, but no, what do you think? I wouldn't. No, you would still keep them off. Yeah, I mean, f- for me, I would say that was more like, well, I don't know, because it was more. I don't know. For me, Street Profits was more early 2021. All right, I'm I'm still gonna replace FTR with Street Profits. I'm a big mark for the Street Profits, but they did pick up the victory over the Mysterios that, uh, to become the number one contenders. That and frog match splash was, that Montez, yeah. he covered a lot of distance with that. 
Yeah, he covered a, a large amount of distance, and this was just an entertaining match. Yeah, and Rey Mysterio and- hit that 619. Dominic hit a frog splash of his own, and Montez Ford still kicked out of that. I was yeah expecting the and Street it- Profits to win, but after that spot with the 619 and the frog splash, I thought for sure it was the Mysterio's match. Yeah, same here, same here, and I think it's still incredible. It kind of like hit me a little bit during this match that Rey Mysterio still got it, and he's still wrestling, and can like Rey Mysterio is a legend. Yeah, you know, to, Big, to uh... see somebody like an original ECW guy, WCW guy, and everything just still on a weekly basis in that ring, I think it's incredible. It's really cool. Yeah, and the Street Profits picked up the victory after that Doomsday blockbuster. Mm-hmm. After that, AJ Styles came out and called out Omos. However, Grayson Waller ended up showing up. He was in the crowd, and AJ's like, why don't you come into this ring? Just you hop the barricade. And it, like, specified to make sure nobody else jumped the barricade. And uh, they went back and forth a little bit, but Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz came out, and Commander Aziz challenged AJ Styles since Omos wasn't there. And AJ Styles accepted it, and I was like, getting ready to see that match. I was pumped to see it, kind of. Mm-hmm. And then during the commercial break, they come back. It's Apollo Cruz versus AJ Styles, and they were like, Apollo changed it during the commercial break. Yeah, they didn't really uh, <laughs> go about that too well. And AJ picked up the victory over Apollo Cruz, and I thought it was a pretty good match. I like. I agree the, with you. Uh, I the- thought. The jackknife pin into the Styles Clash. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think so. I I think so too. I think it's great, Um, and I think that Apollo Cruz. I really want to see this guy um, be tested to the limit in 2022. You know, he's phenomenal talent, um, and it's. I don't mean to use that in a match versus AJ Styles, but he really is (laughs) Apollo Cruz. Well, you know, speaking of phenomenal afterwards, uh, Commander Aziz went after AJ Styles. AJ Styles ducked it and hit him with a phenomenal form. Ends the yeah. segment. Segment over. After that, but... Kevin Owens came out and spoke a little bit. He said that he's the only one from the day one match at Monday Night Raw. And he thinks he'll be the next champion, which brings out MVP who gave Kevin Owens credit for weaseling himself into the championship match and said Lashley hasn't forgotten about the powerbomb on the apron. He hasn't forgotten about the stomp on the ring steps from Seth Rollins. And then the Hurt Business came out. And they said Lashley needs them. His, he was at his best when they were all together. And Kevin Owens challenged Cedric Alexander to a match, which he lost. And it wasn't long. Or I should say uh, Cedric lost. Yeah, and I don't know. Once again, it's this, um, the, um, uh, what? Her business. Yeah, her business. uh, I'm still, ever since that first breakup and stuff, I cannot get behind this i mean don't get me wrong i love shelton benjamin and everything but 
I just can't get behind any of their matches. Well, it not was a, it was a very short match, so it's it's difficult to get behind a short match. I know. Right. I enjoyed what it was though. And then Shelton Benjamin went to go challenge Kevin Owens, but he got hit with a stunner. I thought we were about to see back-to-back Kevin Owens matches. But mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know, but maybe this took place because of COVID precautions. And they just wanted as as uh, less as people as they possibly could. Okay. Didn't think about that. Yeah, I mean, think about Madison Square Garden. They kept them off those shows. Seth mm-hmm. had COVID, so... I mean, quote-unquote, maybe. He tweeted yeah, out yeah. having a COVID Christmas or something, or Merry COVID Christmas. Yeah, yeah, he yeah he said that he. I don't think that necessarily it, I think. confirms I it, but yeah. But regardless, it was a short match. After that, we saw Dolph Ziggler pick up the victory over Damian Priest via disqualification. This was for the United States Championship, so Damian Priest retains, and I couldn't fully get into this match and i'm just going to say damian priest um i think that damian priest is easily up there as having one of the best years too he i believe he has 21 or 22 title defenses this year Hmm. yeah it was something very very surprising that's probably including house shows now that I'm not too sure. Probably. Probably. But he has he has the most title defenses and he has also, I believe, the most televised uh victories this year. Well, that, that definitely puts him in the running for that. But he yeah. cut a promo beforehand about blind rage, and we saw that cause the disqualification in this match. He didn't listen to the referee. So now Miz, Miz, why did I say Miz? Now Dolph Ziggler <laughs> and Damian Priest have a, a title match at, uh, is it at day one or no? Maybe I, it's at Monday Night Raw next so. week? I so. I don't know. All right. Yeah, I don't really know either, which is really stinking it up for WWE if they're not advertising enough, maybe. I don't know if it's actually at... I don't see it anywhere. Maybe it's not. Yeah, it must be on Raw next week then, perhaps. I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was going to be at the pay-per-view. Would make sense. It definitely would make sense, but WWE. (laughs) Final segment of the evening saw Miz and Maurice have their vow renewal with a special guest officiant being Eric Bischoff. So it was really good to to see Eric Bischoff and hear his theme song again. Yeah, I mean Eric Bischoff. Every any time that Eric Bischoff is featured on WWE television or comes back, it's it's incredible. I mean, it's Eric Bischoff. It's too bad we didn't get like a three minute warning tease, even though obviously they're both unfortunately gone. But yeah, it would have been nice to hear. You know, this segment has gone on for three minutes too long or something like that. But he goes, he asked if anybody had any objections. And he goes, ah, who are we kidding? We know how it goes. And then Edge's music hits. Edge yeah. came out and mocked Miz for tripping up the steps. 
And then they, he spoke about day one and Edge teased something happening to The Miz. The Brood theme hits and Maurice, Miz, and kind of Eric Bischoff also get, get hit with a Brood bath. The PG version of a bloodbath. Yeah. Do so, you think that it's one too many bloodbaths? No. I don't. Not enough? Not enough? I wouldn't say not enough. Also, it's brood bath. We can't say blood. Ah, brood bath. My bad. And I, I liked the end of Monday Night Raw. I thought it was a super strong ending leading into day one. I I think so, too. I thought that it was a pretty solid Monday Night Raw, and it was a lot of fun. Should we do but day one predictions now? We could. Well, WWE Day 1 taking place in the ATL at the State Farm Arena, Saturday, New Year's Day. No Taylor Swift, but uh, they're having a kickoff show match. Cesaro and Ricochet will be taking on Ridge Holland and Sheamus. I'm going with Ridge Holland and Sheamus. I think that's a stupid pick, but... Mm, um, So I want to go with that pick, but... I don't think so. I'll go with Ricochet. Um, Drew McIntyre taking on Madcap Moss. That'll go down as a super random match years from now. Mm-hmm. I got to say, three McIntyre. Yeah, going to go uh, McIntyre. Edge versus The Miz. I'm going to say Edge. I'm going to say... Not going to hate it if Miz wins. <sighs> I'm going to say The Miz. I think that there's going to be a DQ in there, or maybe in some way Maurice is going to help Miz win, leading to Beth Phoenix. I'm going Miz. For the Raw Tag Team Championships, you have the RK Bro. The RK Bro? You have RK Bro taking on the Street Profits. I'm going to say RK Bro retains. I'm going RK Bro. Although I could definitely see Street Profits winning that those titles. Um. Yeah. Uh, for the SmackDown WWE Tag Team Championships, you got the Usos taking on New Day. I'm saying the Usos retain. I'm going Usos. I think Usos retain as well. The Raw Women's Championship is on the line. Becky Lynch defends it against Liv Morgan. I really hope Liv Morgan wins the championship on Saturday, but I'm going with Becky Lynch. Uh I'm going to get hurt by this. I'm going with, dang it. Maybe Liv no. Morgan can win the Royal Rumble. I said that a few weeks yeah. ago. She could. I'm going to go with Becky Lynch. She probably cheesed her way to victory. That's what I was thinking. You know, she's been using the tights and the ropes a lot recently. Right. And then, then so. that could easily set up for another match at the Rumble. Or Becky Lynch is like, you don't get another title shot. That was a terrible Irish accent. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to be the good one. Like, that was like a more so of like a uh, I don't know, like an English, really bad English accent. Not, I don't even yeah, don't even bring in anybody else for that. It was just not good. <laughs> but she's like, don't you don't get another title else. shot, and then uh, Liv's like, I'm gonna prove you wrong, and then she wins the Raw Rumble or something like that. <laughs> But uh, WWE Universal Championship on the line. Roman Reigns defending the title against Brock Lesnar. I'm saying Roman retains. Still hoping for Cesaro to be the Paul Heyman guy and shock the world. 
Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Who do you have, Roman or Brock? Um. <laughs> <sighs> this is a really difficult one because I really. Ha, ah, dang. I feel like I'm going to go with Roman Reigns. And then a fatal four-way for the WWE Championship. The champion Big E defending against three challengers, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Bobby Lashley. I'm going to say Kevin Owens walks out as champion. Hmm. I'll agree with you. I'll go with Kevin Owens as well. Don't necessarily uh, fully believe in it, but mm-hmm. here's hoping. Um, also, I wouldn't hate that Big E retains, so. Mm-hmm. But moving over to NXT, it kicked off with Grayson Waller basically just speaking all about AJ Styles and what happened on Monday Night Raw. He was supposed to face Dexter Loomis, but Dexter Loomis is injured. So Odyssey Jones stepped up to replace him. It's been a bit since we've seen Odyssey Jones. And Grayson Waller went to leave, but Odyssey cuts a promo on Grayson Waller, drawing drawing, <laughs> drawing him back to the match and then uh, ends up losing. Grayson Waller picked up the victory there. Mm-hmm. It was not much of a match. No, not much of a match, but I think it was still a solid opening with Grayson Waller. Yeah, Waller was able to pull the turnbuckle pad off, and then Odyssey Jones at one point went flying right into the turnbuckle. Mm -hmm. And then Waller hit a stunner after that and picked up the victory. AJ Styles shows up via the the screen gimmick, and he spoke to Waller, and he said he'll be at NXT next week, which is New Year's Evil. We'll speak about that. Uh, but it's not a match. No, and a lot of people think it's a match, but it never like specified AJ Styles will be taking on Grayson Waller. To yeah. my knowledge, at least, it's not a match. Yeah, I mean, things could become impromptu, but it was just as of now. I it was just think... um, I forget what the wording was. AJ Styles confronts. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, next up, you had MSK hit the ring. Uh, talking about how they have never felt higher before. Um, yeah. Talking about Imperium. They, uh, they confronted and... Imperium. And Riddle ended up not being there. But he, I want to say, left a, a video message. But at one point, it ends up, I mean, come on. It ends up being live, <laughs> in quotes. But he told them they need to challenge Imperium for the tag team titles. Imperium showed up and they're like, you'll never take the titles from us. And then MSK is like, let's do this like right now. And then a video of Walter pops up and said that they don't deserve a title shot. Riddle hopped back in the call and told Walter off leading to New Year's Evil to have a six man tag, which is, I think, exactly what I said. So I'm I can here see for that it. happening. What? I could see it happening like that. Well, that's what is happening. What do you mean you could see it happening like that? Well, I could see it playing off, playing out. <laughs> that, you know? that is what do you mean? It is playing out. You know, you never know. 
You never know. Things that aren't playing out as of right now. Harlan was supposed to take on Brian Kendrick, but it did not happen. Uh, Joe Gacy grabbed the mic and said Brian Kendrick is afraid to show up. And then Andre Chase came out and Joe Gacy called him a replacement for Kendrick, which led to Harland picking up the victory over Andre Chase, which Harland controlled most of. He kept smashing Andre Chase into the mat, and that's when the referee called for the, the stoppage. And then one of the students jumped in afterwards, got carried out by Harland, who took him to the top of the performance center to maybe throw him off the roof. And then Joe Gacy got him to put him down before anything could happen. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what to think with Harland. Um, I guess we're going to have to find out, you know. I guess, like, right now, whenever I see him, I think of, like, a Michael... Uh, Michael Myers kind of a deal pre Michael Myers, you know, like, so we'll see what happens. But next up you have the debut of Tiffany Stratton picking up the victory over Fallon Hen- uh, Henley with an asterisk for her debut. But yeah. Yeah. Also um, Fallon Henley was the, is the former Tasha price from the independence. But uh, so it looks like she's now a hundred percent signed maybe. Mm-hmm. But, but Stratton, what do you think? Like, I'm like, so I watched her 205 live match, and it was much better than what was presented here. I thought it was yeah. a bit rough. Yeah, she had that one spot where she did the cartwheel uh, into the corner where with the delayed splash, which looked really crappy. I believe it's called a handspring handspring yeah okay we'll go with handspring <laughs> she did <laughs> she did the handspring into the turnbuckle and then like at the end like she had like a stall and then she did like a splash instead of it being one one move all together right. and even like when she went to pin henley she took a lot of time getting to that but this to me this could just be like first time nerves hey we've obviously we've seen it before yeah but maybe if you combine Kelly Kelly and Beth Phoenix together, you might get Tiffany Stratton. I liked hmm. the incorporating of her gymnastics background here. Yeah, I liked so, it. I liked her theme song too. There's room to grow. If you, of course. If watch her 205 Live stuff and then say that that match yeah. could have been brushed off to nerves or whatever. Yeah, I I think it could just be nerves. After that, we have the championship unification contract signing where the... Also, she's super green, which is, like, obvious. So, Mm -hmm. again, always room to grow. But the the championship unification contract signing, Diamond Mine came out first, and uh, Malcolm Bivens talked trash about Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. I, if I'm not, if I'm remembering correctly, they were uh, trying to say that they weren't even there. Maybe, but Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams showed up, and Hayes is talking about taking the cruiserweight championship next week and being truly being the A champion. To me, it sucks that they're doing away with the cruiserweight championship. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I'm I'm a fan of the combination. I feel like they did extend a little bit too much, adding too many championships into the fold. Yeah, well, I mean, prior to that cruiserweight championship was defended everywhere. Then it yeah. then it became the NXT cruiserweight championship. True, 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 true. But Malcolm Bivens made fun of Dexter Loomis beating up Trick Williams last week and Williams got back into the ring and the Creed brothers put him through a table. Not a contract signing without that. No. Always you need that you need that spot. Yeah. That spot's gotta be there. Earlier on in the night, Zion Quinn gave Electra Lopez an ultimatum and made her choose him or Legato and then Legato later on was approached about it and Solo Sokoa ends up accidentally being there. And Santos tries to make him apologize, and it gets turned into a match where Solo Sokoa picks up the victory over Santos Escobar, which I liked. Both superstars are multi-generational talents. Mm -hmm. I liked Sokoa kicking out at one more than once. I think he came off super strong in this match. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that... Uh, Sokoa w- did awesome. I'm excited for this. I, I mean, we'll get to it, but I'm not too happy with what happened later on. Well, Legato got involved, and Sokoa takes them out, kind of distract, uh, kind of a dis- distraction for him. Escobar tries to take advantage of that, but Zion Quinn showed up. Escobar goes after him. Gets back in the ring. He eats a super kick and an Uso splash. Loses the match. And then we don't get an answer to the ultimatum that Escobar gave to Elektra. Which I thought was weird. Mm. But backstage, Boa ends up attacking Solo and a camera guy. And they panned back up to his face and his pain was gone. And he looked like he was kind of confused. I'm I'm confused by this. But on the other hand, I'm also not happy to see Sokoa go down. But again, he was like blindsided. Yeah. And the power of, of Tian Sha is supposed to be like this almighty power thing. All right, I got to suspend disbelief. And now we know that the power is, like, controlling Boa. Mm -hmm. He doesn't maybe necessarily choose to do it. So, I think that's interesting. Yeah, I agree. Got to suspend that disbelief. Earlier in the night, though, we saw Idris Anofi getting interviewed, and Mac Mitchell asked him about his victory last week over Von Wagner, who angrily cuts it off and told him that he got lucky, and then Malik Blade showed up to stand up for Anofi, and Wagner ends up slapping him. It goes into the match and sets it up for later on. Von Wagner picks up the victory over Malik Blade. Blade gets a few moves in, but... Obviously, it was going to be Wagner controlling most of the match, and rightfully yeah, so. Yeah, I'm still not a big, big uh, fan of Von Wagner. Well, it seems like he's going to be a Robert Stone brand guy. 
Because Robert Stone was watching this match. And it seems like he's going to be feuding. After the match, Wagner went to attack Malik again. And Anofi made the save. So it seems like he'll be feuding with Blade and and Anofi. I could see that happening. Um, Main event, we were supposed to see Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade versus Toxic Attraction. But earlier on... Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray showed up to an interview and they also wanted the women's championship. So Mandy pops up not live via satellite and said that instead of facing toxic attraction, Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai can take their place and the winning team will face her at New Year's Evil. Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade end up picking up that victory over Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai. And I thought it was a decent match. I liked when Kaylee Ray went for a, a Kaylee Ray bomb and Cora Jade rolled through it for a pin. Yeah, I was a big fan of this match too. I think that the women of NXT are doing better than the women of Raw and SmackDown. Like storyline wise, they they get used more. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think for me, storyline wise and match in ring wise, well, again, they get better. used more. True. Yeah, we're not. Maybe seeing... it's also because it's something new. Yeah, but I don't think so because we're just not seeing that length of a match in on Raw and SmackDown. I don't know. When we do, it's like a pay per view match sometimes, and you get something like you mentioned earlier with Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. True. Very true. Um, but I mean, I liked I like this match. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez hit the Chingona bomb on Kaylee Ray, and Cora Jade for some reason tags herself in and goes for the pin. And Raquel Gonzalez breaks it up herself, and I'm like, that's it. Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray are winning this match. And they just stood there arguing, and Kaylee Ray went for a pin, but Raquel reversed it into another pin, so they were ultimately able to pick up that victory. And then they argued after the match and Mandy appeared via poolside and said that she'll be able to erase both Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade from the championship picture because they're clearly both too consumed with trying to take each other or, or trying to take the title from her. So they can't work together or do anything. So... I'm looking forward to New Year's Evil. I think New Year's Evil is going to be a lot of fun to uh, to watch. There's a lot taking place. Should we do predictions for that or not really? Um, if you want to. Taking place at the Performance Center. We got that six-man tag between Imperium and MSK and Matt Riddle. I'm going to go MSK and... Matt Riddle. I am too. I can't wait to see them Riddle face off against Walter. I think that should be dope. Yeah, I, I, that's. I I think that that's going to be the like. This is going to be them proving that they can stand uh, in the ring with Imperium, and then it's going to lead to the championship. Yeah, exactly. Um, unfortunately, to unify the North American Championship and the and the uh, Cruiserweight Championship. The North American champion, Carmelo Hayes, takes on the cruiserweight champion, Roderick Strong. I got to say Carmelo Hayes. I'm going to go with 
I'm going strong. I could definitely see that as well. Yeah, I'm going Roddy. And then uh, I believe Roderick Strong becomes a two-time champ. Two-time NXT champion, yeah. NXT North American champion. Uh, a triple threat match for the NXT Women's Championship. Mandy Rose taking on Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez. I'm going to say Mandy Rose retains. I'm going to go with Mandy. And then for the NXT Championship, Tommaso Ciampa defending the title against Braun Breaker. It's tough not to say Braun Breaker here. First episode of the new year. You want to start super fresh with 2.0? I'm going to go with Champa. Okay. I'm going to say Braun Breaker. But uh, that is NXT New Year's Evil. And because NXT UK is just a clip show like last week. And SmackDown is a best of on FS1. Going to take a quick little break right now. Hear a word from our sponsors over at Manscaped, and we'll be right back here on Marking Out. Support for Marking Out is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Look, I mean, I've done it. Dave's done it, Brandon's never done it. You're down there, you, sh- you know, shave it up, making sure everything looks clean and fresh, and you get a nick, you get a little cutsky there, and it stinks. It's no, it, it's no fun whatsoever. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. It's the ball hair trimmer equivalent of Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. Because we all know that Brandon's gonna need it. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. So that way, you don't make a mess all over your bathroom. The one coolest feature is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet shrug technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So that way I can charge my lawnmower 3.0, my camera batteries, and my phone all on the same shelf. Huzzah! If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours and get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS that's one for this uh, read at manscaped.com your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS. That's two for this read at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS. That's three for this read. And folks, if you want your boomer sooner to be fruity, delicious, fruity, fruity, delicious, fruity, delicious, well, then use the code REGARDLESS to get 20% off and free shipping. That's now four for this read. Don't forget to sauce it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out 569, the last episode of 2021. Thank you so much for this year. Thank you so much to Manscaped. Remember to head over to manscaped.com. Use the code REGARDLESS. Get yourself 20% off and free shipping. AW Rampage took place last week, Holiday Bash Part 2. We saw Jungle Boy pick up the victory over Isaiah Cassidy. We have not seen Isaiah Cassidy in about three months on television. Mark Quinn was apparently 
out with an injury, but he got physical in this match with Christian. And then everyone else got involved ringside. Jungle Boy ends up locking the, the snare trap on Isaiah Cassidy to pick up the victory. Not much happened there, but it sets up the match for Dynamite. After that, we got another Miro God vignette where he'll return with no flaws. I don't know if this is particularly the right way to build somebody up. For me, this is a Vera's coming situation. After that, Hook picked up the victory over Bear Bronson. Tony Nese was ringside for this. A lot of controversy causing this. Uh, this match caused a lot of controversy. Hook no sold a Rikishi driver. There were parts of Twitter that loved this match, parts of Twitter that absolutely hated the fact that Hook no-sold that. For me, Hook is not Undertaker, he's not Sting, he's not Taz, which people compared it to when Taz would do it. And I get the comparison, I see both sides of that argument, but I don't see Hook being at that same spot where Taz was when he was doing it. I did like most of this match though, I just disliked that one spot. After that, Chris Statlander picked up the victory over Layla Hirsch. I'm a big fan of both of them, so it was nice to see this match take place. Uh, Chris Statlander won with the Spider Crab. And she went for a handshake afterwards, but Layla Hirsch hit her hand away. So maybe a push for Layla Hirsch is going to be in store as a heel, maybe. After that, the main event saw Cody Rhodes... Pick up the victory over Sammy Guevara to become the new TNT champion. This, to me, is completely unnecessary. I don't want to see this. Even if he's turning heel, I think it's super forced upon everybody. I don't think Cody needs to be a three-time TNT champion. Especially not in just over one and a half years. That doesn't do much for the title, in my opinion. He's the only person with multiple title reigns. Aside from MJF who won the the Dynamite Diamond Ring three times. As far as the match, also Sammy Guevara held it for just under three months. What does that do for Sammy Guevara? I can't say the match sucked because it didn't suck. I actually liked this match. But that outcome is absolutely absurd. I think it should have been over after Sammy hit the GTH. Cody Rhodes, though, he kicked out. Sammy went for that 630. Cody gets his knees up, hits two crossroads and a Tiger Driver 98 to win. On that episode, Cody is supposed to be the quote-unquote hometown guy. Heavily booed. The whole Nightmare family came out to celebrate. David Crockett presented the title to Cody Rhodes. They tried to make it a big celebration, a big presentation, and fans just booed. They didn't care for it. I don't care for it. But that is New Year's Smash Night 2. Uh, I mean, Holiday Bash Night 2. <laughs> Moving on to AEW Dynamite New Year's Smash Night 1. FTR, Private Party, and Matt Hardy picked up the victory over Jurassic Express. Christian and the Lucha Bros... I don't like that they did another 10-man tag so soon. This one didn't suck, which surprised me. I like that one spot with the Hurricane Rana into the side effect that Mark Quinn hit with Matt Hardy. The faces, though, they fell apart. They started fighting with each other, basically, over tagging in and out, and it cost them the match. 
And then it sets up later on Jurassic Express versus Lucha Brothers for the Tag Team Championships next week at The Rock, the Prudential Center in New Jersey. After that, Eddie Kingston and Santana and Ortiz lost to 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. I definitely didn't like getting a six-man tag match after a 10-man tag match. But Matt Martell grabs the tights to pick up the victory. The three of them beat the faces down afterwards, and I thought this segment took too long, and I figured someone was obviously going to be making the save, and then nobody showed up, and I'm like, that's weird. And then Chris Jericho showed up and tripped into the ring. Eddie Kingston had them cut the Judas music off. He gets face-to-face with Chris Jericho. He's pissed off that Jericho came out to help them, and he said he doesn't need Jericho's help. After that, backstage, MJF spoke about the unsafe working conditions, and he called Sting out for throwing him out of the ring unsafely. He also said he's over CM Punk. He's done with him. He wants the TNT Championship, and when Wardlow qualifies and wins the TNT Championship, he has to hand it over to MJF via contract, but he also wants the AEW Championship, And this leads into Wardlow's next match where he just powerbombs Colin Delaney a bunch. Wins the match. Sean Spears does the chair thing. Same thing we've seen for the past few weeks now. Dan Lambert comes out. Not related to that last segment. (laughs) Trashes Cody Rhodes. Trashes Brandy. But, like, people don't like all three of them. So why would anyone care about this segment? Brandy came out. And it looked like, I mean, there was no way it was happening, but it looked like Brandy was going to square off against Dan Lambert. Dustin Rhodes came out. Ethan Page knocks him down. That's the end of that segment. I thought it was an awful segment. After that, we saw the semifinals for the TBS title tournament where Jade Cargill picks up the victory over Thunder Rosa to move to the finals. She'll be facing Ruby Soho next week at the Prudential Center. This match, they spent a good amount of this match outside of the ring. And I think Thunder Rosa worked as best as she could against someone like Cargill. This match, I thought, wasn't good. It went way too long. And behind the referee's back, some some uh, masked assailant smashes something over Thunder Rosa's head. Jade Cargill gets the victory off of that. Rosa goes after Jade after that. And uh, the masked person attacks Thunder Rosa, reveals themselves to be Mercedes Martinez. Ruby Soho made the save there, but I'm a big fan of Mercedes Martinez. I'll be happy to watch her on TV every week. It's just unfortunate that Jade Cargill, I mean, if Ruby Soho doesn't win that TBS championship, then I'm like, my mind would be blown. So hopefully she wins the the title next week. After that, we heard from CM Punk. He comes out, he puts over Jim Ross. He put over Brody Lee while burying that one person who spoke negatively about Brody on Sunday. So I appreciate that. But ultimately, CM Punk spoke about MJF and how he hides from people and then he pulled the I don't care about you anymore thing, the old switcheroo. Because MJF is done with CM Punk. But CM Punk also teased perhaps interfering 
in MJF's quest for gold. So whenever that match actually takes place with MJF and CM Punk, I know it'll be like a huge like mark out moment for everybody. It was like, I mean, with Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page, it finally happens. So not really a necessary segment there, but I did appreciate that that Brody Lee comment from CM Punk. After that, Tony Schiavone had an in-ring interview with Brian Pillman Jr. where he spoke about what Malachi Black has been doing. And he got super fired up, called Malachi Black out for a match next week. And then Malachi Black showed up, points at Brian Pillman Jr. and walks off. I thought we would see another member of the House of Black in a vignette or something. But maybe that'll come next week. Or maybe next week will just be the debut of Brody King. Main event saw Undisputed Era with Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly being billed as Red Dragon again. So that's pretty cool. Picking up the victory over the Best Friends. Which, it's crazy that this episode of Dynamite, they did a 10-man tag and two 6-man tags. Which is just bizarre to me. But... It's been five or so years since we've seen Trent versus Red Dragon, so I thought that was pretty cool. And for me, this was the only match to actually tune in for. Even though it kind of fell apart towards the end of the match, this was the match to watch. It was Undisputed Era's first match in AEW. The last match of the TNT era. Kyle O'Reilly accidentally kicks Adam Cole off the apron, so that'll kind of play into their WWE feud that they addressed earlier in the night. And then we see Brandon Cutler run out, distract the referee while the Young Bucks take out the best friends. Red Dragon hits their finish, picks up the victory, and while they're getting their hand raised by the referee, Adam Cole is outside the ring with the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler in a standoff, basically, against Red Dragon, kind of showing there's tension there, but I I can only imagine that Adam Cole will be turning on the Young Bucks and the Elite. So, that ends AEW Dynamite New Year's Smash Night 1. Next week, it'll be on TBS for the first time ever, live from the Prudential Center. The Rock will, in fact, be on... AEW Dynamite, I can say that because the building is the Prudential Center, is nicknamed The Rock. But, um, yeah, until next week. Hey, Chris, do you have a match of the year? Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Now, only the match of the week this week. No, I have match of the year. I, I mentioned it before. Um, just because it's it, it, a personal thing for me uh macro daughter versus nick gage gcw homecoming i was there dave was there it was incredible i tried to watch it the other night and i was like i don't know if i can i don't think i've watched it since that weekend um so i want to go back and i want to watch the entire thing and just kind of sit there and absorb it on the other side i don't know man because I, I, I i've said it publicly too that was the best wrestling experience i've ever had in my life really i've been to wrestlemania's i've been to royal rumbles Nothing can – the energy that was in there that evening, and Dave was there too. Yeah. From the time you walked into the showboat hotel till 
three o'clock in the morning when Dave was walking home back with his poker chips, <laughs> back to the showboat hotel, people were still humming over that event. It's true. That that set off so much. And even the next day when we sat in Cracker Barrel, all disgustingly tired, like just sitting there scrolling our phones. Oh, my God. I have to look at all these pictures. Oh, my God. That was amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. To the car. It was just – that was the one thing that stuck with me this year. And I went to one wrestling show this year. Well, kind of technical. Hey, you, and you made um, it count. Yeah, and I made it count. And next year – Independent and professional wrestling is going to be alive and well, and it's going to rule. So, until then, Brandon, who are you shouting out for the year? Hey there, Hiff. We should listen to Brandon's shoutouts. The first shout-out is a giant conglomerate of Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, The Defenders, and The Punisher, because I am finally watching those shows. I fell off on Daredevil after the second season, um, the the second episode of the second season when it came out in like 2016, but Netflix randomly told me to watch Daredevil this mm-hmm. past like week and a week week and a half or so, and I figured why not I'll give it a, another shot and I blew through a bunch of these shows I have a bunch of the the seasons left but I'm happy that Netflix recommended me to do it because it picked up and. I was happy with that. Have you guys I, watched this at all or no? I've never. Nope. Um, I've never gotten into them. Um, I want to. I started watching some of Daredevil, but then I fell off of it. I, I, I mean, I started when I was in school watching it. So then I got caught up with study and everything. So I couldn't really glue myself long enough to get into it. Um, I mean, unfortunately, if Daredevil doesn't pick up, then... I mean, Punisher, I saw two episodes and then I fell off of. Uh, the other I two... will say Punisher in season one of Punisher looks exactly like Tony Nese in AEW. I could see that. I could see that a little bit. I don't know. Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, I, I never got By the into. way, it, it, Anthony Nice and Anthony Green uh, tore it up uh, this week on Dark. Heard that. Nah. All right, Jim Rowe. Big, uh, that. Check big, that. big rematch from 205 Live. I know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Okay. Continue. Next shout-outs go to Curb Your Enthusiasm because they just finished their 11th season, which I wish was longer, and I hope there's a 12th season. I'm sure there will be, but I can't really say that. I'm sure, but hopefully yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they will. I mean... Curb Your Enthusiasm always has such a huge fan base. Um, loyal fan base, too, with Curb Your Enthusiasm. I, lo- I love J.B. Smooth. Dude, he's really funny. If uh, Chris, if you're getting into Seinfeld, you might want to uh, jump over to Curb Your Enthusiasm, too. Honestly, I'm on season three, and it finally started getting funny. Well, Curb Your Enthusiasm is uh, based off of the creator, if you don't know that. Yeah, I know. And they do a uh, another season of Go Seinfeld. There. So you they gotta watch it. What they do, do they another do? season of Seinfeld? I, gotta, I don't know. I gotta get. The, I'm, I'm kind of. I there was only one. Time. So we were watching last night, and there's the episode of Seinfeld where, uh, what's his name? Because George gets a massage from a guy, from a guy. Yeah. And he's all freaked out about it. <laughs> it was the first time I like really laughed hysterically. Rachel's like, "Yeah, it's the first time I heard you pop all uh, serious so far." I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, did you just use the word pop?" She's like, "Yeah, you say that." I'm like taught you well that's funny 
Um, but boys, what? my last shout out is going to the best of Luke Harper. And I spoke about it being one year since his passing on last week's episode. And on Sunday, I decided to watch this again, which was one of the specials that WWE put together for John Huber when he passed away that the, the wrestlers would talk about their matches and introduce it. And then they would show the matches. So I watched that the full thing. And it was just nice to go back and celebrate Luke Harper, Brody Lee. Yeah. yeah, I you know, that's one thing that I Luke Harper was well Brody Lee was the big reason why I personally started actually watching um or at least from what I remember, watching uh independent wrestling. Yeah, Chikara. Yeah, like seeing him with and Chikara with that Grizzly Redwood. Yeah, like the Grizzly Redwood just that big boot. That he used to deliver to Redwood and the power bomb. Like I'm a huge mark for a, a power bomb spot. I'm a huge power bomb mark, and, bro, and and I'm also a huge mark for big boot. Like the one that like a running big boot slash like Yakuza kick style. Dave, we know you're a, fa- a, power, a, a big fan of power bombs. Uh, Undertaker, make me famous. Oh, I mean, come on. There's a reason behind that. But yeah, so with Brody Lee. Uh, with just him in those aspects and i was thinking about that during everything how i mean back when you we would go on i would go on youtube and just look at shakara and be like wow i don't know who these people are but and i would always be drawn into brody lee that era of shakara still holds up 100 like the 2009 to 2011 era that like we went to all those shows so i have a subscription to independent wrestling tv and they have every season of Chikara on there. That's awesome. So, like, dude, I went back and I was watching some of those. I was just like, this still holds up. And it's like my, it, you know, it, it, yes, it's very, it's like comic booky wrestling. But that's like, again, wrestling, you're supposed to suspend your disbelief. And that was the perfect promotion to do it in. I mean, but back back then you also had like Cesaro versus Quackenbush. Oh, what was it? What was I watching this week where they did, remember the BDK? It was like Cesaro um aries um i forget what else they did they had that finisher where they held him up and the guy ran through the middle of him oh yeah 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 and flipped him around so um eddie i think it was on dark elevation eddie kingston was on commentary and they hit that move They're like oh a little shout out to bdk i was like yes <laughs> that's all as being an old school jakarta fan i was like no way yeah I... it was awesome okay continue yeah no that's yeah those are those are my shout outs now it's time for our yeah. moment of the week. That is right, our mark out moment of the week. Um, I marked out over them using the the BDK's finisher <laughs> on Dark Elevation. I think it was Elevation or Dark. I forget which one. Um, well, was it in a uh, studio or was it in? No, it was Elevation then. Um, not that I got to actually experience it, but I marked out over the fact that they announced Tommaso Ciampa versus Pete Dunne for the NXT Championship at uh, WWE Live at Madison Square Garden. Okay. And that they announced Kevin Owens versus Edge in the steel cage due to Big E and Seth Rollins not being there. Yeah, I, that's... Uh, I really wish I went to that show and I wish... I mean, obviously, if COVID wasn't a thing, then that those matches might not have even taken place. But yeah, 
I didn't want to go. And it was cool that Edge like posted on social media. It's like, this was kind of like one of my people on my list to wrestle when I knew I could be cleared to wrestle, yeah, which was totally nice cool. To At MSG in a steel cage. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree with that. You know, um, for me, I feel like my markup moment of the week is probably going to be uh, that that MSG aspect where the just, all right, these people got pulled. And then they announce Edge is coming in. Natalia um, also. Yeah, Natalia too. I, I did mark for that. Um, I, I I did mark for that. Also, Eric Bischoff being on Raw. It was so great to hear his theme song. Again. Yeah, it's it's been a long time since uh, since he's been there. Chris, you have any uh, major markouts of this week? I just said them. Uh, I forget who it was, but they used the. Oh BK yeah, right. Thing. I think I think. A pre- I want, it was the Dark Order. Yes. It definitely was. Okay. It was the Dark Order. They had a squash match against uh, one guy was on the Free Your Narrative series, Fodder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget the Yeah, I forget the other two guys, but it was Alex, Johnny, and Ten. Who, big mark for Ten, by the way. <laughs> um, they, they hit that finisher, which was funny because of, you know, allegedly john silver and alex reynolds might have allegedly been a part of Chikara at some point oh well we can't confirm that or deny we that, can't confirm that. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Um, also but that uh john madden passed away this week at the age of 85 but rj city tweeted out an old miller light commercial that featured john madden and vince mcmahon on commentary Okay, I saw this. Howard Finkel was made, there ring the announcing. Rounds. Billy Graham was there. Jesse Ventura was wrestling a masked person who then unmasks and turns out to be now current WWE Hall of Famer Bob Euchre. Huh. Jesse Ventura unmasks to be Elsie Greenwood. And then Vince McMahon unmasked to be Sonny Bono. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which, like, the if, wildest. If, it, if it's from the 70s, 50s, 60s, or 70s, look to RJ City to... Uh, Steer you in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. RJ City is uh, Ultimately, great, you just know? thank you to John Madden for, I mean, the Madden series. I crushed. For, I, used to... I got into football, the football game, like once. Really? Yeah, I was, I'm not a big football. I don't really I, like you know, football I, either, but I, I, no, I played I love, the heck I love football, but like, I film, I, I love football. I film way too much of it, so it, like, it takes away from me wanting to watch football on my day off. Right. Yeah, I so. totally hear you. You know, I'm gonna like something else to to mark out over, and I think all of you would agree with me. And same thing with the entire wrestling uh, community and world. Uh, Jim Ross announcing yes, boys. no. Jim Ross announcing that he's actually uh, cancer free. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be on AEW uh, tonight. Yeah, in, I well AEW yesterday. <laughs> when's this getting released? Brandon? Probably like, uh, Thursday. 10.05 on uh, Friday. Yeah, I, Thursday. I, I, Friday. I think that morning, that. I don't that know. That's such a great way to to close out the year to find out that Jim Ross is cancer free and he's returning to AEW Dynamite. Uh, yeah. That's that's amazing. So I definitely mark out for that. Yeah, for sure. and that's the uh, mark out moments of the week. The last one of 2022. Anybody want to? We to- we spoke about the mark out moments of the year, right? Yeah. Okay. Anyone want to take us home specifically, Chris? Nah. Well, um, <laughs> he said, nah, I don't, I, Dave, Dave did such a great job opening the show and putting me over huge. I don't know if I can, uh, do, uh, all right, fine. Anyway, anyway, this folks, this was marking out episode 569 giggity, giggity, giggity goo. And you 
can listen uh, to this and all the past episodes at markingout.com. Make sure you rate and subscribe on all of your major podcasting applications. You can find us on all social media at facebook.com slash markingout, twitter.com slash markingout, YouTube and Instagram dot markingout11. Uh, I know you've been asking for it. It's never coming back. Hook with Brandon. Uh, buy all of our merchandise at prowrestlingtees.com slash markingout. Um, and uh, follow me on Twitter at Chris Dog, Brandon on all social media platforms at BTTG161 and Dave uh, at David, David PTDPT. D- <laughs> I was about to get to it and you cut me off. I didn't know because the last time you did it, I think you uh, you weren't able to do it. So I was just. I'm still not able to do it. <laughs> yeah, there you uh, go. You, 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 you covered me there, brother. <laughs> um, yeah, and until uh, the next time I want to come back, we wish you the. the... Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week. Vince McMahon saying Happy New Year, and then Michelle saying Happy New Year right now. Happy New Year! 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 Happy New Year, pal! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year!